This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. We have lots to talk about as we are in week four of our Bible series, Bible Prayer. But before we get started today, let's open with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place that you will anoint me, that I will speak your truth with love and that you will open up our hearts and our minds for everything that you want to say to us today. I thank you for each person watching, each person listening, and I just pray that you will meet them exactly where they are. We love you and praise you and ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So for the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about prayer and looking at our foundation and making sure that we don't have any misconceptions, that we fully understand God's word, that maybe something that we've believed over the course of years, um, if that's been wrong information, if that, or if we've been missing an ingredient, that we've been adding that and applying that to our lives so that we can readjust our focus, so that we can look at what we believe about God and switch our focus so that we are confident in who God is and what his word says so that we can have more effective lives, not only as followers of Jesus, but also in one of those important parts of our relationship with the Lord, which is our prayer life. So last week we looked at what Jesus said about prayer. So it's important that as we continue to move forward, that we keep all of this truth in mind. Every piece of truth that we are learning is like a building block. It just continues to keep growing and growing so that we can receive that next piece of truth. So with that being said, this week, this week we're going to look at the seven steps to answered prayer. And we're going to do that right now looking at God's word. And isn't that exciting? I mean, who doesn't want their prayers answered. We're going to talk about that today. So just like anything else, there are these steps that we need to follow. And we have been taking the steps and we have to be the one who is taking the steps. We have to faithfully step out and take the steps to receive the answers to our prayers. We have to do our part. And I think sometimes that's a misconception that we have that when we throw that prayer up, we're done. That's all we have to do. But there's actually so much more. So let's look at step number one. Deciding what you need and praying according to God's word. Deciding what you need and praying according to God's word. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to know 
what God's word says. Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Everything that we need to know about God's will and how to pray according to his word is in the Bible. Did you know that? I think that that was one of my other misconceptions is I didn't realize that everything I needed to know while I navigated this world was in there. I mean, it's a big book. Why wouldn't everything we need to know be in there? But we have to read it. We have to apply it to our lives. And we have to ask ourselves, are we, are we going to apply this, these truths to our prayer life? Everything that we need to know about God's will is in his word. So, for example, we have to remember that while we live in this broken world, we are fighting an enemy who has come to steal kill and destroy and you're going to hear that from me hopefully every time that i'm in front of you is a reminder that this is a battle it's a reminder that we have to recognize who our enemy is and that while we live here in this broken world we are fighting that enemy he's coming to steal the very things that we have been promised in god's word our healing our provision our our life, our very life. And if we are believing certain lies that have penetrated our hearts, that have come from the enemy, that make God out to be less than what he really is, then we need to readjust our focus. We need to make sure that we're not believing those lies from the enemy. We have to make sure that we haven't been distracted and detoured so that now we're thinking that God is less than what he really is. We need to use God's word not only to usher in his will, but remember that we also need to use it as a weapon against the enemy. God gave us that full armor of God, but he gave us the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. And that's what we are supposed to use to fight against the enemy. We need to know the Bible. We need to know God's word. And Jesus reminds us of that in Matthew 4, 4, when he's talking to the devil in the wilderness. Remember, Satan has come to the wilderness where Jesus has been, you know, there for 40 days. And Satan tempts Jesus. But Jesus said, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our daily diet needs to be part of God's word. It, 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 we need to be able to be reading it and meditating on it and using it as something that is feeding our spirit. Remember, we're not just made up of flesh and bone. We are made up of spirit. And we need, we need God's word to do that. And if you don't know what you need and are not praying out God's word, 
the enemy is going to continue to try and steal from you everything that God has promised. And like we talked about two weeks ago, we don't want to be saying, well, I guess this is God's will that I'm not healed. I guess this is God's will that my marriage is falling apart. I guess this is God's will that I lost my job. I guess this is God's will that my family is falling apart. No, none of those things are God's will because that's not what God's word says. All of those things are happening because the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. We have to remember that God doesn't want any of those things to happen in our lives. Illness, death, lack of provision, our family falling apart. None of that is God's will. It's the enemy's desire. It's what the enemy comes to do. So be confident of, of what you are praying for and ask God. Step number two, it's all about asking God for what you want. We need to come right out and ask. Last week we looked at what Jesus said about prayer and we read that Jesus himself said we are to ask God for what we need. And we need to ask ourselves, are we doing that today? Are we literally coming out and asking God and praying for what we need? We looked at John 16 and we read in those red letters from Jesus, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Are we believing that today? When we pray, when we ask God, are we believing what God's word says? Are we receiving that? Which brings us to step number three. Be positive in your thinking. How many of us make our request known to God? We send up our prayers and then we doubt that God has actually heard us or we doubt that God is actually big enough to answer our prayers and to help us in our situations. How many of us doubt that he's actually even going to give that to us? I know I did. I know for 17 years while I was uh, living with bipolar disorder, a mental illness of the brain, that I continually lifted up my prayers to the Lord. Out of one side of my mouth, I would say, Lord, please heal me. And out of the other side of my mouth, I would say, there's no way that God can heal me because this is just too big for God. This is 
um, a disorder. This is something that the uh, doctors have said I will have for the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to go off medication. I'm never going to get better. I, I'm just, this is it. I'm, I'm stuck with this. And so I doubted God that he was big enough to heal me. I, I doubted that he was even listening because year after year after year, my situation didn't change. If anything, my situation got worse. And trust me when I say that the devil did everything he could to fill me with doubt. Everything. See, your marriage is still struggling. See, you're not healed yet. See, you still have bipolar disorder. If God was really listening, he would have healed you. If God was really listening, he'd be fixing your marriage right now. If God was big enough to heal you, he would have healed you years ago. See, God doesn't care. God's not going to heal you. This is just too big for God. Doubt is from the devil. And we need to resist him. And we need to rebuke those thoughts that, that come to us. And we need to be confident in who God is and what God's word says. And we need to be confident that, we, that when we ask God for something, that he hears us and that he is going to give it to us as long as it lines up with God's word. And healing and provision and successful marriage and healthy children and all of that is in God's word. So then it is God's will. We need to be confident and positive in our thinking. Step number four, guard your mind. Doubts from the enemy are going to come, which is why we need to put on the full armor of God. And that one piece of armor that we need to put on is the helmet of salvation, which guards our, our heads. It helps us guard our minds. We need to meditate on God's word. That's why 1 Philippians 4, 8 reminds us to, finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We can't listen to the enemy or look to the world and, and think that that's where our confidence is going to come from. Because I know you've looked out there today, right? And there's no confidence. There's fear. There's discouragement. There's depression. There's, well, this is just what we got now. So we're going to have to live with it. It's probably going to get worse. The enemy is working overtime to make us believe that this is it. And where is God? Where is God right now in all of this? 
He's working both sides. He's out there causing all this fear and anger and resentment and depression and sickness. And then on the other side, he's saying, see, God's not here. Well, we are believers. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in God. Are we going to believe in his word? Are we going to usher that into this broken world? Because we can and our prayers can do it. We can't listen to the enemy or look to the world and ask ourselves, how is this all going to come together? We have to trust and believe in God and that what he says is true. And Luke 1.37 reminds us that nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that today? If you're looking into your life and you're seeing just impossible situations, we have to believe that nothing, no matter what we're going through, is impossible with God. But we have to believe what God's Word says, and we have to believe that God is who He says He is. And so many times we don't. So many times out of one side of our mouth we're, we're praying, and out of the other side we're saying, nope, He can't do it. And that negates what God is going to do. That, that stops what God is going to do. Think about this as we look at step number five. Meditate on God's promises. Do you see a pattern here? We have got to believe in God and believe in God's word and and know that it's God's will. Kenneth Hagin writes, If you don't stand by the word, although God wants to stand by you, he can't. Because the only way God works is through his word. Let me say that again. Really let this soak in. If you don't stand by the word, God's word, although God wants to stand by you, he can't. Because the only way God works is through his word. Remember, God only works and moves in line with his word. He has bound himself by his word. He has magnified his word above his name. Now, if you're like, well, where is that written? Well, let's go to Psalm 138.2. I will worship toward the holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. It's in God's word, right? We just have to pull all of those pieces together to understand what God is saying. And, and God is saying that he has magnified his word above his name. That's why his word is so important. That's why we need to meditate on it. That's why we need to know what his word says. That's why we need to pray his word in. If you stand by the word, God will stand by you and will make his word good in your life. But if you don't stand on God's word, then he has nothing to make good in your life. 
God's word is everything. It binds it all together. For me, this was the missing ingredient that I missed out on for those 17 years. I missed out on the importance of what God's word says and that by his stripes I am healed and that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that God did not form me and make me with disease. He made me perfect. The disease came from the enemy. The disease came from the brokenness of the world. And when I realigned my life with God's word, when I surrendered my will, when I opened up my mind to the possibility that God's word is God's will, that healing rushed in and I was healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and my mental illness was gone and so was all of my other brokenness. And I stand on that foundation today and I believe with all that I am that I am healed because God's word says it. My friends, that's what we need to believe and that's what you need to believe today. And are you missing this? Is this one of the ingredients that you are missing in your foundation? And if it is, I want to just encourage you that you need to grab hold of this today. Step number six, continually thank God for the answer. So what if instead of after we submit our request to God in Jesus' name, instead of doubting, instead of believing the lies from the enemy that God is not big enough, what if we were confident that what we requested from God, He was going to give us? And what if we thanked Him for it before we even received it? What would that be like if we did that? We need to remember Philippians 4, 6 instructs us to do this, instructs us to be thankful and praise God when we make our requests. Let's look at this together. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God. It lays it out for us right here that it needs to be with thanksgiving. It needs to be thanking God that he is going to give you what you have asked for and that you're confident that he's going to do that before you even receive it. That's what stepping out in faith is. And stepping out in faith is an action word. We need to be thanking him and praising him and trusting him and believing that God is going to give us everything we need in his perfect timing because that's what God's word says. That's what God's word says. Are we doing that today? Are we thanking him and praising him for answering our prayers before we've even received it? We need to be because that's what God's word says. And that's a step that we need to take for our prayers to be answered. And then finally, step number seven, 
pray in faith. For years, one of my biggest misconceptions, one of those big missing ingredients that I was praying was that, well, if this is your will, God, I want this only if it's your will. I would pray that way, and then if it didn't work out, then I would say, well, I guess it's not God's will. I guess he didn't want to heal me. I guess he didn't want to save me. And for years, the enemy instilled doubt in me and made me question whether or not God was really who he said he was. In doing that and listening to the enemy, I allowed the enemy to continually steal years of blessings that were supposed to come to me because I listened to the doubt, because I listened to the lies, because I didn't believe in God's word. My prayers would have been answered differently if I would have prayed in confidence. If I would have prayed in faith, because remember, right, God's word is God's will. And, and that needs to be working together, right? God can't do anything outside of what God's word says. But what I love about God is he's full of redemption. He's full of grace. And he also tells us in Proverbs 6:31 Yet if he is caught he must pay sevenfold though it cost him all the wealth of his house Who is the thief here? The devil is. And you can believe that he has been paying me back for everything that he has stolen all of those years. And I have been ushering that in you stole this from me, you owe me this back sevenfold. You stole this from me, you owe this back to me sevenfold. You stole this over here from me, you, you owe that back to me sevenfold. And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's supposed to be coming. Let's go. Don't make me wait any longer, devil. No, you stole those things from me. What has the enemy stolen from you? And how have you allowed him to just keep stealing blindly from you because you have not been confident in what God's word says? I was there, my friends. I'm telling you, it's time to turn things around. It's time to start believing in God's word, believing that God's word is God's will. Kathy Duplantis writes this, Jesus exposed the thief and destroyed his power to keep what rightfully belongs to you and me. Proverbs 631 declares that if the thief is found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all of the substance of his house. God is looking for people that will boldly believe his promises and defy the lies of the enemy. You could say that we are on a divine assignment to bankrupt the devil. Who wants to do that today? Who's gonna to join me in bankrupting the devil? 
by taking back everything that he has stolen from us and trusting and believing from this day forward that we will believe who God is. We will believe that he's big enough. We will believe that his word is his truth. My friends, it's time to readjust our focus. It's time to put aside the misconceptions that we have had about prayer and even more so the misconceptions that we have had about God. It's time to realign our lives with God's word. It's time to believe that God is who he says he is. It's time to believe that God's word is God's will. It's time to do it today. It's time to start today. I can look out there into the world and see the brokenness. I can see the enemy working, but I can also see God's people rising up, standing up, shoulder to shoulder, putting on that full armor of God and fighting against the devil and all of his schemes. And there are people, there are people, followers of Jesus that are dying, that are being persecuted and killed because they believe in God's word. And that's what we need to, we need to be like that. We need to be standing shoulder to shoulder, standing up, fighting for, for what's happening in this world, for fighting for fellow believers, for praying for our families, our communities, our world, and believing that everything that God gave us in his word is his will and that that's what needs to be our foundation. That's what we need to be believing. That's what we need to be ushering in, bringing heaven here to earth for however long we are here, for however long these end days are until Jesus returns. We have to start remembering that God has great plans for us. We need to start believing what God says and rebuking the enemy and his lies. Seven steps to answered prayer. But you have to take the steps. You have to step out and believe and have that faith. You have to do the work. So pray, ask, receive, believe, be confident, have faith. Trust that God wants to give you those desires of your heart with everything lining up with God's word. Let's start today. Amen. Will you join me in prayer? Father God, we are grateful for your words. We believe that whatever we ask in prayer, when it aligns with your word, that you hear us, that you answer our praise, our prayers. We pray now that you will forgive us for our doubts, that you will forgive us for our misconceptions, that you will forgive us, Lord, for believing the lies from the enemy. Help us from this day forward to meditate on your word, to believe that it is your will, to believe that you are who you say you are. Lord, we know that we are living in the end times for however long that is. And I pray until you come again that you will help us, Lord, that you will 
equip us, Lord, that you will strengthen us, Lord, that we will be able to stand up, rise up as fellow believers and trust in your word and step out and do your will. And I just ask that you forgive us for our unbelief and strengthen us today and always. And, and for those, Lord, that, that are struggling right now, that are still believing the lies, that are, that are still allowing the enemy to come in and steal their health and their provision and their families, Lord, we rise up together and say no more. We rebuke the enemy. He is not allowed to manifest in their health, in their body, in their family. He's not allowed to manifest in, in them emotionally or physically or spiritually. And we just pray, Lord, that they will listen to your word, that they will believe, that they will be confident and that you will heal them, that you will provide for them, Lord, that you will help others walk alongside of them and strengthen them and encourage them. We pray for those that have already lost loved ones that are struggling right now with grief, Lord, and we just thank you that you meet us exactly where we are as they are crying out to you today over the loss of loved ones, over those that are sick. I pray that they will feel your love in a real and tangible way. And Lord, I just pray today that they will, that everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching online will be encouraged, Lord, and renewed and refreshed to believe that you are who you say you are, to pray out your words and to apply it to their lives, Lord, because it is your will. We just thank you for this opportunity that we can come together as believers and to renew our minds so that we can be more like you. And I just pray that you will be with each person, Lord, as they start this new week, and that you will give them your perfect peace. We love you and praise you and ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus, who saves. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being with us. Just pray that you start off this new week refreshed and refilled and renewed, believing that God's word is God's will. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.